Hi, I'm Eric's mom. And I must admit, I'm not too pleased with he and his friend Joel. Because sometimes I understand they're kind of vulgar. But as a feminist, I see they're speaking from their heart and trying to become more enlightened men. Belt. A two-man memoir. Joel. Yes, man. I've been thinking, what America could have been? Mm-hmm. What could it have been? And I have to tell you, it is this. You got the answers, man. I have an answer. Eric, let's hear it. There was one man. Mm-hmm. A man so powerful, so great, so luminous in his slipperiness and soapiness. A folk hero. That I cannot even name him. A nameless one. A nameless one. And this nameless one, he's probably 17, and -hmm. he's standing in a corner. The golden boy of America. He's the golden boy of America, not yet sung. Mm -hmm. What what bard will come along to sing his song? That's us. I wonder. We are those bards. We are those bards of this man, this nameless one. Let's call him Scooter, nonetheless. Scooter or maybe nameless. The nameless scooter. The nameless scooter. So the nameless one is standing in one corner of a shower in a high school locker room. A high school locker room. Yeah, he's 17. 17 year old. The golden boy. The golden American boy, hero. The American hero, not yet sung, but now being sung. Mm-hmm. On the other side are several other boys. I'm one of them. One of the boys. Well, they're my friends. We're part of the herd, the mass. The mass produced herd. The mass produced herd. We probably look the same. Our cocks definitely look the same because they're all circumcised. Mass-produced cocks, mass-produced jeans, mass-produced haircuts, and all the same. And we are, we are soaping up, not each other, but ourselves. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, as if the cock of Scooter has the attraction of a magic wand. He is the golden one. We all look as if in slow motion simultaneously toward his member. The member of the golden child. And let me tell you, the member of the golden child, the golden member, Goldfinger. 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 The golden member is not like our members at all. In fact, it, he is unique. it dismembered us. He, dis, he, <laughs> it, he dismembered you. In his strangeness. His cock was pale, pallid even, and it was kind of wrinkly and bulbous, like a very thick, albino earthworm an earthworm a different earthworm something that did not conform yes to your image of what a cock should be now if our what co- a man should be if our cocks were earthworms they probably wouldn't be as thick and they would have had helmets on helmet <laughs> yes they would, Helmet. Have, they would hel- have had hel- they would helmets. have been helmeted helmeted cocks to protect them from the threat of otherness circumcised cocks have helmets they do so that we can all be the same not the nameless one whom we call Scooter. So here's what he did. As we were staring at this albino earthworm. Albino earthworm. He, he, he grasped it with his hand. And he seemed to squeeze it. Not too hard. That would be cruel to his cock. Almost as if you would hold a bird's egg. That's nice. With firmness, but yet gently. Yes. Yes. And he, he, was, he His cock evoked worms and birds. And they weren't eating each other. He was just in touch with the landscape, like we pretend to be, or we should be. We need to be better at it. And not, he was different, and he was not scared. Heraclitus said the way up and the way down are the same. That's good. Worms and birds. Worms and birds going up, going down, and they're connected. You know what he did next? What did he do? While holding his cock as if it were a bird's egg, he... Pressed his buttocks backwards. 
That's nice. And then he thrust forward seemingly with all of his might while simultaneously pulling his cock forward. And out of the tip of that member... Yes. ...arced the whole length of the shower, let's say six feet, orange golden stream that splashed upon the soapy thighs of the other boys. That is really beautiful. And the language evokes Leviticus. And I believe <laughs> that perhaps this was an overlooked passage in the Bible you, you that, should have, that should have been in there. And if it had been in there, perhaps we all could be bards celebrating this kind of action, this act of difference, this act of celebrating his body yeah. and not being feared fearful of all the of the sameness of all the helmeted cocks around him. Now this is what could have gone down. So obviously Scooter was uncircumcised. That's, That's the circ- first uncircumcised penis I'd ever seen. Yeah. Now in locker room culture, if, yeah. if one man pees on another, yeah, that that, that, usually that, mean, that does right? not lead to like porn. That's it, like it leads a sign, to a fist fight. Because that's a sign of domination. Yeah, it is. Right? Because if like a dog pees on another dog, exactly. th- that means like I own you. Yeah. So how come how come it wasn't? Well, you that know what we time? did? We just burst out laughing. Yeah. And he burst out laughing too. Yeah. And we were all buddies and friends and, and he actually did that trick many, many times throughout the season. Oh. It became his thing. That's awesome. To where we would actually go up to him and say, Hey Scooter, pee on that dude. And he would. That's across awesome. the shower. So you guys so you celebrated his difference. Well, it was an opportunity, and we have many opportunities in life where we are in the presence yeah. of a being or an event that is unprecedented and unrepeatable. Yeah. It is itself and itself alone, and it calls us forth. And we can either run back to the herd and, right. and say, I don't want to be radically individual. Right. Or we can say, what st- powers do I have? Right. We can retreat to the suburbs, to the mass-produced homes where, and be comfortable in our sameness or the illusion of sameness. And, and when we're confronted with something that feels different, yes. we can throw them, we can build giant walls around it and throw them overboard and like not let them in. Or we can go to the grimy center of the city and get all slippery and soapy. That's right. And pee an arc. And pee, pee an a arc, big arc. A giant pee arc. And pee a parabola. Here's William Wallace, professor of biology at the College of Staten Island and member of the National Organization of Restoring Men. It really took me a long time to find a voice. It's just really difficult because you're pushing up against, what, 2,000 years of practice in terms of, 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 of the global context, and it really links back to um, the Victorian ages uh, when uh, Dr. Kellogg um, had introduced the idea of circumcision to take and prevent little boys from experiencing self-pleasure. The great religion of Asherah. Asherah. And that was sort of similar in a way. There was like, you know, I'm hearing this story about the golden one yeah. who is um, wielding his cock like a wand. Yeah. And thinking about the priestess who may have overseen the great orgies. Oh, an orgy religion. An orgy religion. Are these still going on? I sadly, perhaps, but I probably not. But maybe not. These are maybe, the biblical days. The biblical days when <laughs> yeah. when when people were um, peeing in arcs all the time, <laughs> right into the sand of the desert, into the sand of the desert, and <laughs> yeah. then trees would like loom, would grow, they would grow and then loom, <laughs> and then loom exactly yeah. from the pee. 
And so, yeah, so like the, the, these people who were like celebrating the land and the trees and like having orgies and they weren't circumcised either. So they had power. They were, they were all like the scooter, they the were, golden they one. Were, they were like, yeah, scooter, but even bigger, like giant scooters. Giant scooters. Like scooter as Hagrid. They all, they all were Hagrid. They were all Hagrid. And they were having beautiful love They were having together. orgies to celebrate the fertility of the land. That's right. So every springtime, a man and a woman would get on the altar yep. and fuck. Yeah. Um, so these weren't so much religious rituals as um, live porn. Live porn that were also very important ways to like grow things like wheat. And <laughs> <laughs> wheat and barley. And, and barley. And make bread. Yeah. Yeah. So... Sadly, though, my ancestors, when they were confronted with this beautiful religion, the Jews and then the Christians, they were, they were, that was scary. It wasn't, it wasn't the, um, it wasn't the, the, the protected suburbs with the, with the fence around it. There was all kinds of, who knows what happens in orgies, like all, all kinds of greasy, unknown things might happen. Lots of oiliness. A lot of blurriness. Yeah. We don't, it's not a controllable Pe- environment. Yeah. Pe- There's pe- a lot of horny people, people all together. Donuts. People are eating donuts. Donut glaze all yeah. over them. They're eating fat back. Fat back. They're, they're spreading like motor oil on their triceps. Slipperiness is diff- is a different model than like on the picket fence. If, if, you, if there's too much slipperiness, then you can't erect a picket fence. And nor could you be, um, so, okay. My ancestors couldn't get into the orgies because they decided to circumcise themselves. Ah, and that's that's the opposite so of the golden child. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so he was not like, circumcised. You're like the children of lead. The children of lead. The were, children of lead go in with their little helmeted cocks. The helmeted cocks, and they try to get in, but then the bouncers at the party where Asherah is yeah. like, you know, the religion is happening. They were like, no, 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 no. You, know you got the helmet you know, on. You know what it's like? Yeah. It's like the Willy Wonka chocolate factory of porn. Yeah. And you think you've gotten a golden ticket, but you show up and you're told it's a fake. It's not okay. You're, and you have to go away. That's right. You have to stand at the fence trying to stare over the top at the porn set. So that's you can't sad. See anything. And then people get violent. They get angry. Well, yeah, and then, they, and they, then and where do you do? What do you do with like when you're like you're like you're seeing the orgy in front of you? You like want to kill them? It's like well, so I'm not having fun. You're not having fun either, right? So if we're all forced to conform, we don't get to go in the orgies. Yeah. Then we're sad and we're angry. And either we need to celebrate the um, the golden child, or um, we start carpet bombing like um, everywhere and around us and, and throw them in Guantanamo Bay. Those are the choices. <laughs> and we're uncomfortable and yeah. it's sad. And it's reminding yeah. me, yeah. like I've got sadness too, because I I'm circumcised. You're circumcised, right? Yeah. So yeah. we can't so are we gonna be able to become these golden the golden child who could pee across the locker room? Well that's the question, and I think it comes down to a dance off. Dancing. A dance off. Here's William. If, if there's a, let's say, a, a man who comes back from, from war having lost a limb, um, all these individuals um, uh, get great support um, as they pursue the idea of, of a whole body. But there is really nothing out there that supports men who have been circumcised against their will and want to pursue that same sense of wholeness. 
Yes. So we're in a culture of males where you assert your identity yeah. by being dominant yeah. over other males yep. or over the natural world yep. or other women, yep. over women. So instead of like fighting, yeah. why not just eat a bunch of fat back and a bunch of glazed donuts and dance and cut a rug to say, KC and the Sunshine Band, yeah. I'm your boogeyman, yep. turn me on. That's right. We got to do that, and we got to sing, we got to dance, but we're scared. Well, think we're, about we're, it. We're scared. We're scared to make ourselves you, vulnerable. You know who wasn't scared? Who? John Travolta in Greece. Exactly. I mean, he was so greasy He's, and so slippery, yeah. and, and he faced his arch rival from another gang in a dance off in a high school gymnasium. That's right. And he kicked his ass. So that is. Now, he like, was probably circumcised, but he overcame that circumcision. Yes. This was before Scientology, probably, but still. He, he overcame he it by overcame, dancing. He, the grease dance. And he and he was inventing his own dance. It was different than the other people's. He wasn't scared. Yeah. He wasn't scared to, like, you know, defeat convention. He's like a kindred spirit of the golden child. If he could not get in the orgy, he would have created his own. He would have created his own orgy. And he would yeah. have danced around and he would have been celebrating everyone being happy. Yeah. And it would have all been fine. And so, like, he overcame. Even if he was circumcised, he overcame it. So we can still overcome our psychological and physiological circumcision. Here's William. And one portion in particular is what's referred to as the rigid band. And this is um, a portion of the foreskin, natural foreskin that um, is, is highly packed with nerves. And research shows that uh, that portion of the, of the natural foreskin is really the most sensitive in terms of pleasure. You do, however, regain sensitivity in the glands itself and whatever inner foreskin you have left. And this occurs because in the circumcised state, those tissues, the glands and inner foreskin, are exposed to the elements, exposed to undergarments, and they, they tend to dry out and they accumulate dead skin cells on their surface in the process known as keratinization. And that accumulation of dead cells reduces sensitivity. And once covered on a regular basis, those dead and dried skin cells tend to peel away almost like, a, like the peeling of sunburn. So many men experience that, and that's one of the first benefits of having uh, your glands covered on a regular basis. I feel guilt. Yeah. I'm worried that I've, like, I don't want my kids to not have the opportunity to become the, the golden children of the locker room with the perfect pea parabola. Don't let them become leaden. They should not become leaden. They need to be more like Travolta and or yeah. in the Golden Scooter, and yeah. um, and yeah. to overcome the violence of conformity that I imposed upon them when they were eight days old, when they were circumcised, and it's something I feel bad about. the The powers of conformity of tradition were so yeah. strong, and I was weighed. I'm weighed with guilt about it. And when we did it, like guys aren't supposed to cry. I was fucking balling, man. Yeah. Like my wife and I, we pulled into the valley. We were in LA. We pulled into the valley, the, the land of the porn. land of porn. The the mass the the mass produced See, porn. The, the 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 cheap the cheap um like heritage of the Asherah orgies and were transferred there. to the valley in the parking lot and, outside Whole See, Foods. And you, the the tears just oh came. And they just flowed. You you should have been trying to get your boys on the porn set. 
They but instead, you were cutting their penises. I know. And like, yes, we used the the plastic, you know, mass-produced tool as opposed to the oh, old... Oh, that's so much more prim- humane. Yeah. It's just, like, let's not hang criminals anymore. Let's put them in the electric chair. Yeah, it's the electric chair. and Exactly. It's the same violence, perhaps a little bit better than some, like, the... Uh, the acts of like from like in the middle ages, but not much, you know? And it's like, it's just like the violence is sort of removed a little bit, yeah. but it's there. And we we're such a violent culture, man. Like, I mean, and maybe that's connected to this conformity, you know, and, or just, or the violent. Okay. I was scared that my kid's first memory was going to be, Oh, my dad, the first thing he did to me was circumcised was basically yeah. hired someone. Well, it probably will be. Yeah. And like, and what about you? You hired a hitman. I hired a hitman. <laughs> and what you should have done is given your kids some eels. At that I should point. have given them slippery you know, eels and eel, donuts. Eels are so slippery and so oily. And I bet they really secrete oil too. So if you'd put like necklaces made of eels yeah. on your boys, yeah. they would have been so oily that the knife, the plastic knife, would have slipped right off. And, I and they have, would still have their foreskins. And they would have had their foreskins. And then they, um, and then we could have like gone back in time to the Asherah orgy. And then we would have and covered ourselves in eel fat. Yeah. And then their foreskins would have grown right back. Yeah. And then they would have become like Travolta and maybe even the golden child. But not they now. Would peace. But, but not well, now. we got to try. They have to sing and they have to dance. Here's William. The uh, process of foreskin restoration is very similar to what occurs when people use ear gauges. Uh, with that process, you get your ear pierced and you uh, increase the size of the stud or little discs that you put in that hole. And through time and under that tension, the skin uh, grows to make that hole bigger. Now, with foreskin restoration, it's, it's kind of the similar process in the context of uh, if you put the shaft skin, or, or rather, if you put whatever available shaft skin you have under tension, uh, that tension will be relieved by having skin cells grow and form. I'm not putting ceiling on them because, yeah. okay, here's the thing. So if we're going to overcome it, right, what does it mean? Like, does that mean, how do we do that? We're going to sing, we're going to dance, but there's the violence all around us and it's, and it's beaten into us, isn't it? Well, it is beaten into us. I mean, I, I, and it's generational. Yeah. Right. So my, my dad, I um, grew up in a small town in North Carolina called Marion. Yeah. And um, when he would misbehave, his yeah. dad, my grandfather, Jay, yeah. Jay, would say, son, go out to the forest in the back of the house yeah. and, and get a hickory stick. A hickory stick. And bring it back to me. And what I'm, is a hickory stick? Gonna, you don't know what a hickory stick is? No, man. What is it? Well, it reminds me a little bit of like a sugary cylinder, something you'd suck on, like a peppermint stick. Is it covered but in it's grease? Not that. It's not that. Like the no, donuts? No, it's, no it's, grease. it's very non-greasy. It's not slippery. No, it's not. It's like sandpaper. It's, it's so it's non-slippery. Point, it's pointy. It's pointy. It's prickly. Yeah. It's a brace. There's no, a brace no of... No softness. No softness. So he would bring the hickory stick, mm-hmm. and then my granddad would say, all right, give it to me, and he would whip him with it. Whipping. Now think about it. You have to go choose your own implement of punishment. That's that's hard, man. I mean, so like, how do you how do you do that? How do you dude? figure it out? It's like, oh, I'll get a really big one, yeah. and you can't swing it so fast, yeah. But then the force of it might like you know, break your coccyx, your tailbone, and then you don't want to embarrass your dad if it's like you bring him too big of a stick, and, he's like, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, oh, <laughs> well, I can't just do it anymore, angrier. and then then it's like, oh, my back hurts, and I can't, you know, because we have to pretend and then to he be would strong. Say, go get me an oak stick. 
yeah. to make the punishment worse. Yeah. But then you say, oh, I'm going to a really small one. It won't hurt as much. Which then, is also an insult. But then it would be quick. You know? Quick. Quick and nasty. Yeah. So that's like Ted Williams with like the light bat. You know, yeah. we can still be strong with it. And he was he was like, I can be a better, stronger baseball player, better man, and not have to feel that's that my right. bat has to be so giant and I can still hit it Ted, farther Ted and Ted Williams was such a good hitter, he could hit a home run with an eel. With an eel. A yeah. slip, very a slippery, slippery eel. eel. And he was yeah. so and he was like, I can be slippery and hold the bat because it doesn't matter. I can control it with the parabola of my mind. Because I'm Ted Williams. I'm like scooter of the golden arc. Yeah. But I'm Ted Williams. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad yep. ended up spanking me because that's what he was taught. The idea was that you treat you 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 make your son into a good man so, by yeah. by spanking him if he transgresses. Now my dad used a belt, not a, a hickory belt. stick. So belt he, belt, and he would always say, "Son, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you." And, yeah, and I believed him. I mean, yeah. he, he didn't like doing it, but he felt it was the right thing to do to make me a good man. Now. You and I don't spank our kids. Yeah. We've come up with other ways. Yeah. Are they any different? I mean, you chose the little white plastic knife for circumcision. Right. Is putting your kid in time out kind right. of a version of that? I don't right. know. So it's like, um, it's, it's, it's violence that's more akin to like hitting a button and then, you know, bombing, um, like places that are far it's away. It's removed, it's distance, it's abstracted. It's, it's mass-produced. Mass-produced. So the belt that you were beaten with was mass-produced. You didn't choose your implement of punishment. So you didn't choose the branding, like the tattooing of your ass. No, it was just a run-of-the-mill JCPenney belt. I had a Walmart ass, a purely capitalist mass-produced ass. Walmart capitalist ass, like the, the ass of conformity. As opposed to the hickory stick ass. At least it was it was filled with terror, but at least it was more unique. It had it good, yeah, it had good assmanship. It had good assmanship. It was crafted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. the same tools that perhaps would make like a nice table that you would bend over to get beat in it. That's true. So here's the thing. Like, so when I was crying in the valley, the yeah. capital of porn, distanced and mass produced version of like the fertility orgies, and I was crying, and which was not the model of a man supposed to be. I was supposed to be happy with the conformity, right? Yeah. And like, you know, a hero of mine, Bastian Otter, like his film like, where he was crying, I loved him. And so maybe that allowed me to cry, but it was also like, because he made a film where he was just crying. Yeah. And like, that's like another hero, like the golden scooter, you know, like maybe like he was probably, you know, not scared to be slippery, not scared to be covered in eel fat. Yeah. But like, you know, and then people were wandering around, maybe they were in porns, maybe they weren't. (laughs) And I was, you know, and maybe I was crying a little bit too, because maybe... I was reminded how I was not invited to be yeah, in porn. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, not only not in porn, but not in orgies either. And, you know, maybe I was going to end up in like, you know, a suburban notion of America where people are expected to conform and we're, we're, we're even scared to like challenge conventional lines of thinking and not even, and if someone like pees on us with the golden parabola. Belt. Belt. Belt, a two-man memoir, is a podcast by Joel Talber and Eric Wilson. Dino Herman composed the music and did the sound design. For this episode, Hickory Stick, we interviewed William Wallace, professor of biology at the College of Staten Island and member of the National Organization of Restoring Men. Subscribe to Belt, a two-man memoir, and listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. 
and on our website, belt.live. Copyright Eric Wilson and Joel Tauber. All rights reserved.